0: Y'all know what the fuck going on. You are now tuning in to episode 116 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Will McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Flat God, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Uh, FBI Mike, a.k.a. Uh, Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Lil Peanut. You yeah, peanut. Shout out uh, Donnie, um, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone back in the day, and I promise you, it was May. <laughs> It's gonna be May. Yeah, it's gonna be May. Uh, you can find me at uh Rimacor Rebel. That is for Snapchat if you be on there. I'll be on there every once in a while. You feel me? But you can always find me on Twitter at Real KPZ. Code D.
1: At CB referring and everything. Rust.
2: The Barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. K. Universal, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. Rusty the but you can find me, mate, on uh, <laughs> the chatty's of snaps as that is snapchattius and on IG at Candy Computer C A N D I D underscore CUP IDITY. IDITY. IDITY.
0: Sportslash
1: e-stock trade. Yeah.
2: Um. Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. Um. Tequila. You. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast no um, I took that down this morning okay we don't have that no
1: more don't want I'm um, just kidding we,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a Facebook uh, that's our group so you can join that for the shenanigans we have a page at NPC Podcast you can go there like that and you know do that for internet whatever the fuck it happens on the internet when you do that um, we're on Twitter at NotPC Podcast and you can go to SoundCloud you can go to the podcast app you can go to Spotify Spreaker
1: you can go to hell
0: fuck <laughs> <it can> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can take a one walk off a short pier.
0: <laughs> you said you to end. Um, <laughs> brown like a barrel of duck vaginas, bitch.
1: You Did just, you say something about duck vaginas? Yeah, brown like a barrel of
0: duck vaginas. Please don't start with the animal, um, fucking Turtles. genitals. Yes, listen. <laughs> Go to those places <laughs> that I named and type in "not politically correct podcast and you can listen to us. You can listen to all our black back catalog, all the episodes. You can. Like it, leave comments, tell about, tell us about how good. Said it could have been black catalog, but Cody ruined it for us. <laughs> you can, you can leave comments and all that other shit. You, you can, can just leave. T- talk, talk to us, tell us how great or bad we are. We won't change for shit, but you can do it because we know you people like to do that shit.
1: Even though our Russell segment segments all about change and growth and all that. Well, not always, but you know.
0: Only and that change and growth is only for us within this group. It is not for how we are gonna act with you because you are stupid
1: and gay. So listen. Wow, uh, thank you, listen. No, it's little, <laughs> I think McCoy's the only one that believes this stuff. I hope you guys forget this whole I know. I promise
0: I'm not. Um, but now it's time for Speaky, 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 Speaky Rick Sports.
1: Yeah, about that. what yeah, was well, anywho? Phoenix. That was a Will Smith. I have nothing here. No, he says Miami. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the emo Ami Ami. Mean, mean, look at that party in mm-hmm. the city with the heat is on, 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 on to the <laughs> break of
1: Yeah. So speaking of Los Angeles, that's the city we're talking about, right? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, J Cole has a higher three-point rating than Russell Westbrook in NBA 2K23.
0: <laughs>
1: Westbrook was 64 and J. Cole 71. And I think that's hilarious.
0: No, that is funny because if you watch J. Cole play, I'm pretty sure. world. Yeah, Cole world indeed. And so is that jumper. I don't think that that's really accurate, but, you know, I feel it.
1: Um. Shoutout Jake! Shoutout Jake! Like, who made these ratings? Me? Right. <laughs> Jermaine, Cole. <call>. Jermaine. Jermaine. <laughs> oh. um, also, I've been seeing some interesting talks, and you know, uh, internet—you don't know what to believe. Plus, with all the, always having these sports rumors and stuff like that, you know, it gets out of hand. I saw on Instagram that someone there was a page that said that uh Russell westbrook was uh i don't know has to prove himself or he's listed as bench for now or something like that and one of the comments was pat beverly saying y'all be really reaching this is hilarious and i'm like huh really that comment i don't know what to think but then i saw that russell westbrook is listing his la home to sell for 29 million dollars Now, the only two reasons he'd be doing that is if he's getting traded you know or if he's poor, I don't think he's poor. <laughs> so he's, he's just poor. dumb.
0: Um, well, first, well, Second,
1: I, well, I really need these scratch offs
0: Well, here's the thing though. Russell Westbrook is from the LA area. He's raised there, so yeah. uh well, he could just be literally moving. He could just be trying to move find another LA home. Like he I think he had a true. home in LA even when he wasn't
1: playing in LA. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, that makes no, sense. I'm There's not, a like, lot of people know, that have like a home or residency in their hometown and also like have homes or apartments where right. they're living you know right travel that much for work you know right.
0: I, I think people i think we just not we but people So oh, now it's
1: <laughs> okay no, we the people oh.
0: looking at i think that it's, they just yeah, want to have something to say you know it, it's kind of it's cool to feed the fighter type shit you know what i'm saying like it's not i don't think any of them boys is over there worried about oh my god this guy's on this team this guy's like them niggas is trying to win a you know championship so like it's in company Right, exactly. Niggas in company is trying to win a championship. So, like, I don't think that... They make it as like, uh, Pat Beverly got over there and Russell Westbrook was like, this shit is just not for me. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, niggas is not... Niggas is not on that, bro. Like, I just... People are funny. It's, it's just funny to see how much, like, fucking <laughs> gossip niggas will create to, you know, push narratives and shit like that. So, yeah, he gotta... Time will tell. Yeah, time will
1: tell indeed. So... So, yeah, he listed his house for $29 million. Um, <laughs> for $10.1 <$10. laughs> <$10. $10. $10. laughs> million, Michael Jordan's Game 1 jersey of the 98 finals just sold. Just saw that. For $10.1 Dude, people you know what's are nuts.
2: funny? I find that number to be a little low. I thought it would be higher,
0: honestly.
1: Really? Still, I, well, there's a lot of stupid play. people out in the way.
0: <laughs> why, 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 why the 98? I, I, I was like thinking oh, if, sure. if it had been like the his first three-peat run or like when his first season back, but like maybe is it because 98 was his last last one, maybe? I don't know. I just, I figure, I'm like, that Probably. was I'm like, that wouldn't be That was it. <laughs> that was his last
1: dance, huh? Looking at um, Literally, yes. Like, <laughs> affirmative. Finish watching the documentary.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I heard it's a pretty good documentary, looking at um, But
0: yeah, no, that I I, I thought it was kind of I don't know. I thought it was high, not because, you know, you know motherfuckers gonna buy buy shit and be like, kind of cornball like that, but I thought it was high because of the finals that it was. I'm like, I feel like some of the other ones might have been more important, but, you know, the finals is the finals and that is his finals final, so finally, it makes sense, I guess.
1: Oh my god, What? <laughs>
0: Hey, no, if you think that was listen, Stephen A. Smith over here. <laughs> listen, if himself. you think if you think that was bad, you guys should hear that clip of motherfucking um Swiss Beats on the radio, with, uh, or during the radio ignoring, But that's all. He said. He, he literally said. I'm sorry, I have to just <laughs> interject. He, you should hear it. You don't want to? I'll tell it to you.
1: <laughs>
0: he, said, he said. He said. bro, He said. In life, you have to face your poison to poise on. Because you were, because you were, wait, it's not done, it's not done. He said, he said, because you were born for from a woman, so you were poised, son. He said oh that. God. He said that for real, like out in public, in it's recorded. He really thought he was on something. He thought he was deep as hell, niggas thought he was deep I as mean, a well. If no.
2: he would have kept it at the Poise on, I'd be like, okay, yes, oh, Russell, you had to do, really. <laughs> thank
1: you, thank the. I said, bro. The, and then he's like, because really we're goldfish in a koi pond. <laughs> that sounds like some Eminem rap on looking at <laughs> Right. Rap on. <laughs> that was dude. I fell on the stairs and hit my L. Ball. Did mm-hmm. you see you got that new video?
0: No, I didn't, but I would like to watch it. Um,
1: mm-hmm. oh, okay. Anywho, I'm sorry. Can Cody, continue about sports. Yeah, that's about all I got. I got an interesting <laughs> transition, though, that doesn't. <laughs> Have anything to do with sports, um, media kind of? Nigeria becomes the first country to legally ban foreign talent from ad companies. Huh.
0: That's interesting.
1: So there's is. something.
0: It is, and it's kind of like shout out Nigeria, <laughs> shout out Nigerians, because I feel it. Because they
1: won't be able to hear us from here. So shout <laughs> real
0: loud. <laughs> Wait, they could listen to the pod. You never know, man. There's people that listen to people in.
1: No, just Germany. There's like one or two people out there. <laughs> Shalom. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Good. Looking eyes. Nice. There we go. Sprechen Sie Dick? <laughs> I, NFL started. There's that. I guess that was a total blank on my part. Sorry, I was, it's been a morning.
0: I wasn't gonna let you pass it without talking about the NFL. Well, how did you like the Packers game? I didn't see it because I live in Tennessee now.
1: But <clears throat> I mean, how did you? That's an excuse right there. But okay. <laughs> so yeah, we sucked. <laughs>
0: he said, "Oh yeah, so we sucked." What do we? What, dude, so I heard we lost to the Vikings though, bro.
1: Not the NFC. Exactly. Norm. Did we suck as much as the Brewers did yesterday or whenever they played? Oh shit, they suck too? We we were
2: playing and we
1: were playing the Yankees, right? I'm not sure. Don't was... bring it up and see that's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> we won yesterday again six to seven against the Yankees. No, it was, it was so Wednesday we lost for one to four dude. Anywho, the yeah, Brewers mm-hmm. are actually doing like phenomenal.
2: Yeah, because we're like two in the Second in our division or
1: whatever. Damn um, Cardinals, Something like
2: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're seven and a half games back. Dude, wait a minute, wait but, a minute.
0: When is the when is the, the playoffs for like the the MLB? Because I thought that, you know, I thought that their shit was coming up. Like World Series happens around like now, right?
1: Um soon. Let's yeah. see. They might
2: be closer. They got, closer deeper in the fall.
1: There's uh five more games in October. And then uh playoffs. Okay. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bjork. That's what I told them. So stupid. There's probably a song in that commercial. I don't know. So speaking of music. <laughs> okay, so
0: Packers suck. Uh we lost to the Vikings. Um
1: what else happened in sports? Yo, super <laughs> random. I watched this uh, series on Hulu called Vikings, and it is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So badass, and it's like most of the characters in there are like based off of real people. Oh, really? I ten like out that. of ten would recommend. Yeah,
0: I like it's that. Too sweet. Well, while we're well, while while we're on the idea of things being based off, we're gonna we're gonna go off into a few little tangents today, um, and I'm gonna try to move it back into you know, taxes, the, the regular schedule program, Well, we're talking about um, things being created off real people and things that are not created off real people Jesus Christ, dear white America, <laughs> white America
1: I could be one of your kids
0: you you motherfuckers uh, so as we know, Haley Holly Bailey I keep saying Haley uh, my girl and I was crying. this is Holly Holly Bailey Holly Bailey
1: Oh, it doesn't say H O L O Y.
0: Sleepy Hollows. Um, she is <laughs> the legend of the. She is playing in the live action version, version, Virgin. version. <laughs> version. <laughs> same, 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 same. She's yo, playing. Yo, yo, what to do? <laughs> <laughs> Played in the live action version of the Little Mermaid we've known this um she's been over the last you know year and a half two years been had went off to filming and all this other shit and they finally released the first trailer after disney's what is it 3 d23 whatever the fuck that was that they had last week they finally released yeah, the first, mighty
1: ducks right
0: <laughs> they had that that little you know convention thing where they kind of not convention but like you know little presentation where they you know tell us what's coming up in their company and they did they finally release the trailer for that. And boy, oh boy, the response that happened to that. First of all, I'm going to tell you right now, I laughed. I ain't going to front my shit. Like, I laughed a lot of shit. Uh, a lot of the memes. What's, what
2: segment are we
1: in? You said, <laughs> it, when is it, uh, next? This is year. the tra- in between sports and music. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> um, but she's a. She's a Social she's a, studies. She's. <laughs>
0: Social studies? Uh, no, she well, she's a musician, so it was going to be my way of kind of moving a little bit closer. But I had to mention mm. this. Um, she's a mermaid. And she, <laughs> she's a mermaid. Apparently, she's not because that's not that's not what is scientifically. I had a, bro, I saw the the memes and her shit is hilarious. There was a clip of somebody, some like white, like I don't know if he's a podcaster, news guy, some shit. He said, and scientifically, it wouldn't make sense for there to be a dark skinned mermaid at the bottom of the ocean. Sir,
1: so. We talked about this, I thought, on the pod once that it would make complete sense because I thought, what, isn't Little Mermaid supposed to be based on, like, in the Caribbeans or something like that, so she'd be darker-skinned?
0: <laughs> I don't know we talked about this before, but I'm going to tell you this. Mermaids aren't real, people. So...
1: They're, what, manatees that pirates got horny and wanted to foot? Um, this is news that's... to me. And this is... Different. Oh, yeah, 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 so... That's how mermaids, like, the, I don't know, mythology the, the of mermaids legend. happened is, yeah, yeah I don't the pirates or people at sea for, like, a long time, they would kind of get, like, delusional and see mirages, and they thought they saw a mermaid because yeah, it was something floating start, in the water, start, and it was actually just a manatee. Uh,
2: just and just
1: and play nor play. did they care, though, because it had a hole. <laughs>
0: This is just a... And i not lying. And this is a... Why- <laughs> and I'm not lying. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Cody, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> But listen, this is where it gets a little finicky. Because, like, um, I'm just trying to figure out why it's hurting people so that this mythical creature could potentially be played by a black person. Cause listen here my guys black people can play aliens and, and the cyborgs and zombies and mermaids you
1: think if they had alec baldwin be little mermaid they would care they'd be like oh yeah we should go see this right
0: exactly <laughs> alec but
1: exactly the same way they got mad when old girl was twerking on um she
0: hawk it's like bro if if a white man was playing this part y'all would love y'all would actually pay probably go and drove to this fucking you know what i'm saying
1: it's America's ass, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> Little freaky ass boy. Damn. Let let Holly Berry or Holly Bailey be Holly Berry, Holly, whatever her
1: name is. Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez.
0: Yeah, let her be great, bro. Cause y'all be on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all really be on bullshit. And I think y'all know y'all be on bullshit, and it's getting out of hand. So, um, yeah. So, but also, as we're talking about, um music.
1: It's my ma'am.
0: It's my ma'am. As we're talking about music, I guess this would be a good opportunity to talk about the way that man, DJ Khaled, can bring people mm. like <laughs> like uh, Holly, Bailey. Like America, together. Right, exactly. What he said. So, basically, <clears throat> one of the most energetic and yet oddest presence, presences in hip-hop is DJ Khaled. The New Orleans-born Palestinian DJ <laughs> has been nothing but a ball of energy within the hip-hop community the since his days as a NOLA DJ, all the way to being a Miami radio personality. From hep, He actually, from helping to break Trick Daddy and Trina's raunchy first mainstream hit, Nah, to becoming the official DJ for Fat Joe's Terror Squad Khaled has spent the better part of the last two decades as a key and very light member of the culture since his first album
1: Not, I don't think late that dude looks heavy at,
0: I said liked it, but thank you, Cody. He liked all the cake. I don't have my shoes tied. I can't. Hear that he, he, also, he also don't eat vagina, which is like, I feel like a worse. That's like worse for him than it is for anybody else. But
1: I, Dude, I, the funny part is when someone said, or when he said that he doesn't want to lose weight because he doesn't ever lose. <laughs> he always wants to win. He said, What? No, he said no, he doesn't lose weight. Like, dude, just be honest, you can't lose weight, it, even if you tried. <laughs> that is
0: insane, man. He, <laughs> he said he can't lose weight because he doesn't like to lose weight because he can't I, lose.
2: Yeah. I do lose.
0: <laughs> wow, there's that is that all, is all that we do is
1: win. God,
0: dude, <laughs> that's insane that he would say that. Uh, I, I. He really said that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm sorry, that's hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> okay, anywho, DJ Khaled. Um, since his first, <laughs> since his first album, 2006's Listen, Khaled has been playing the glue and connecting artists across the board for his releases. Now on his 13th go around. <laughs> The music musical chameleon has released his latest album, God Did. So, let's talk about it, shall we, fellas? How do y'all feel about this album? Silence. Russ. Um. Uh, all
2: right. Well. All right. <laughs> uh. First of all, this is a weird ass CD cover. Uh, <laughs> like the tears is weird as fuck where dog hairline at like what the fuck can
1: you back up from the camera
2: (laughs) um anyway hated the first track for sure shaky voice ass dude segment listen like (laughs) I gotta say this so so I really dig the cadences that puts on this shit like definitely ain't nobody like dog uh Use this gospel, like, I, I like that song. Uh, I dug the musical transition at the end. The chords was, was fire. Um, your song was pretty dope, too, uh, McCoy. Uh, keep going.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little dark looking ass. Um, <laughs> wow. You know what's crazy? Hold on. Stop, pause. When he said your <laughs> song, I'm like, how does he know that that's my favorite song in the album? Are you jackass? Okay. <laughs> right. My song was great. Yes. You know, you know it's great. <laughs> Shout out yeah, shout yeah, out to him. Yeah. Looking nice.
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> at <laughs> uh, the CD was was packed with everybody. Um Party is a pretty hype song. I have no idea what any of this shit has to do with what God did or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> much to Cody's chagrin, I think staying alive was a pretty good song. I, I actually listened to it a couple times. Um uh, of course Was it the finest, one with Rick Ross? It was no. the one with uh Drake.
1: Drake and Lil Baby. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say he had a Drake had like a half a song in there too. Know, yeah, that about yeah half it's, a sentence.
2: This is fine as hell as usual. Um, <laughs> DJ Fat Kid is weird and the most uncoordinated <laughs> being I've seen thus far in life.
1: You you kept it in the tank for a while, huh? It's a good God. one.
2: I hate that nigga. Um, I've seen like all the videos for this album too to like verify my conclusion. The dog awkward move itself. Uh. Like there has to be like minis or minions moving the arms or legs. <laughs> uh, but I digress. Um, that one, uh, like Jamaican Caribbean song, is a uh, is pretty good. Uh, it's, it's a banger. As the Kidrin say.
0: Um, <laughs> well, that's funny that you like
2: say kidren. Yes, or something like that. <laughs> that uh that that kiss interlude should have been a whole fucking song. I, I love that. Yeah. Like interl- that shit mm-hmm. cool. Um. On a quick side note, a lot of the rappers that I see like in the videos and shit, they look a lot healthier. Uh, you know, I like to see like growth and glow up and stuff like that. Not that fake rich rich shit, but like like real growth. Like you can see the skin is clearer. Like whatever they're eating is, is better for them. Clearer eyes. Even got cleaner styles than from when they first came out. Like uh, little Baby, um, Twenty One Savage. Uh, so I did good positive progress. All in all, I give this city maybe like six point five, six point five seven at the most.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Quite a lot higher than I would give it. I feel it.
0: Okay. Okay. I'd give it a
1: one <laughs> or half. I don't know. Whatever. Like Jay Z carried the veil. <laughs> Learn that. I don't know. I, I feel like I honestly can't give too much of a say because every other song just sounded to me like the same. I don't know if trap is the right word, but you know that new manner I don't know. It just yeah. that style of music isn't mine. Yeah,
2: a lot of it sounded the same too. Like yeah, a couple songs like really seemed to be the same fucking song at first. But I'm like, oh, okay, it's different. I yeah, feel, I feel
0: it. Okay, okay. all right well let's we gonna get into this real quick then so my of course we go through the three things that i liked i liked the first thing is the unity on the track um one thing that people have joked about is how god did what he had to do (laughs) for Khaled to get all his shit all his clearances and all this shit clear for this for his releases he's always like you there are like 30 people per album <clears throat> uh hosts of different producers some amazing sample choices that he <clears throat> you know chooses to use and um but it always get clear it's like it's always all there what I say is that Khaled has this uncanny ability to hear who and what will sound right together that might be his biggest musical talent um because he's has always been able to create almost like flawless records
1: without ever having a job. Me. He's got an ear. Um, right. uh,
2: I won't say flawless because that nigga shot All that right. shit through every fucking song. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up and let like the song play.
0: He right. had, I say, I, I say, I say his his singles, gone, his singles and shit. He had some really amazing single choice. Like if you go back to to fucking um Major Key. I got the keys, keys, keys. I got that shit or the shit Drake did. Like, his way to be like, okay, I'm going to take this producer. Even though Drake might not work with this producer or Future might not work with this producer or they might not have ever worked together. I'm going to take this producer because I feel like this guy who does these samples will be good on Drake's voice or will be good with Drake's voice. And I feel Drake will be able to talk what he needs to talk when I give him this song topic over this beat. And that's what he does. And then he comes out with these records whatever he's been doing has been quite successful even even earlier on when he was the wee take you know it's like at first you hear shit you're like what the fuck is this but you they become like anthem like he has made some amazing anthems over the last it's like 15 income. 20 years like like then that's just being like that's just being honest i'm not saying that everything he creates is without without flaw but he has has created a few flawless records that so i'm like what the yeah. fuck but there's flaws. I mean Do you
1: think that one was uh? there what's there, the what's I, the, I what's, the, the what's the
0: what's the flaw okay and i can i go flaw? we the best dj callin okay okay <laughs> i I speak. <laughs> okay, it, there is a, a Okay, there is There is an annoying flaw of him speaking. But if he he's would just not thing. speak, I there the would be
2: flaws. He's, he's in
1: the streets. <laughs> like who cut me off?
2: God did. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Shut up. Fucking.
1: Who ate my sandwich? God did.
0: <laughs> um. Pause real quick. Um. Russell, turn your mic up a little bit if you can, because I can
1: hear you, but I can't hear you, and I don't want right. to.
2: Speaking into the shit.
0: Okay. us
1: turning our mic up is walking closer to the mic that is you know okay cool
0: um but you see how well he decides like how well he decides who should be on what and where and when you like look at the first you can see this when you look at the first track of god did the first full track from Wayne, taking credit for his current generation of rappers, which I am happy he, he to fucking hear. I feel like I've been preaching that for the last like 15 years. Wayne has been, you know what I'm saying? like Him and Kanye, to me, are the most influential people of the last 15 years because everybody is some derivative of what they were doing at some point. Um,
1: I don't think but, the last 15 years, I think the last five years he wasn't that influential, so maybe the 15 years before that.
0: I'm saying, of the last... There, there's been no rapper that has been popular in the last 15 years that has been as influential as Wayne. So dating back to 05, nobody has influenced rap more than Wayne and Kanye is what I meant. So that's what I, I
1: you know. God oh, did. All right, that joke's getting played out <laughs>
0: You, I mean, you see it the last. <clears throat> you see Wayne the last seven years solid.
1: From never Uzi, in my life have I saw Wayne from
0: from Uzi to 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 Young Thug. Young Thug is a blatant like he said it he's like the only rapper i ever paid attention to was like like that was Wayne, and you can hear it if you are a young thug fan and a wayne fan like i am you can hear blatantly he's like oh okay he was he was definitely on that wayne like the way he puts shit together whether you feel he's as good as wayne or not that's a different story but his style is uh, directly just direct descendant of wayne so is uh uzi vert and and a host of other motherfuckers you know what i'm saying like they all come even from the way they, they style themselves dress you know, all so you that think chick.
1: from 2017 to 2022 that Lil Wayne is the most influential?
0: I will go back to 20 because I was I've been making this argument since like 2015, and I was saying like five. Like
1: you I'm, didn't like Carter Five that much, right?
0: It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't
1: great. Most influential. I'm just trying to gather this. wait yes. Wayne. God Wayne. Did, right? Wayne is the
0: most. I feel like Wayne is the most. Uh, but if you listen to the verse, uh, he says, <clears throat> he says, dreadlocks, face tats. on the apex. Like it's like he's literally the the archetype for like for what is to be a you know rapper. Like the niggas don't even write shit anymore, and they do that because they said Wayne didn't write. You know what I'm saying? Like even though they're not paying attention to that Wayne and
1: but Jay-Z, God, dude.
0: like <laughs> they did shit with the
1: Commandments on what.
0: Um, but yeah, so. I guess <clears throat> I just like the way Khaled figures out where people need to go because he puts Jay on that verse, or he puts R- Rick Ross, which was, I mean, he was a good way to to inch, enter the song, which I didn't really, I don't, I'm not a Rick Ross fan, you guys know this, but I think he was a good mm-hmm. voice to kind of bring in, his, his verse kind of ushered in the vibe of that song, which kind of carried on the vibe of the theme of the album, if you will. And then you get Wayne doing that shit, it was just amazing, and then you get Jay's verse of the year contender with 100 plus bars that's an insanely long verse, pause that's just insanely long, like it's just like, but it's good though it's good but, then it happens over and over again, like I'm telling you, my second favorite song Roddy and Gunner on Fam Good, We Good love it, love it, just love it I, and I, we gonna. Make, I'm gonna make a side note um, everything Roddy did on this album, he should have saved for his own album. Because everything I like on this album, the, the two things I like most is Roddy on that uh, Keep Going chorus, which on my song. Shout out for the feature. Um, and then I like him on Fam Good We Good. Like, I just love everything that Roddy's doing on this album. He should have saved all the songs for himself. Anywho, you got that. And then you have Future and Scissor on like the melodic track Beautiful. <clears throat> like, who would really put future and sizzle together and who would expect it to be that pretty (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that is a skill in and of itself and i think that you know we kind of got to recognize that that's what Khaled does best and i and i can appreciate that whether or not i like his albums i can appreciate that production there is a long list of sounds on this album long list of producers from the opening track you get amazing keys and melodies and this and that's the opening drake track And this just grows throughout the album, 57 minutes. Khaled just rounds um, the right team of people to produce his body of work. Like, there are some real-life bangers on this album, as the kids would say. (laughs) Um, Real-life banger on this album. And I have a
1: few
0: few favorites. One of them, Keep Going, (laughs) produced by TM88 at the head with help from Khaled uh slow measy dj moon and um akachi these are all different uh producers and and just when you hear this type of thing you think what the fuck why does it need that many producers in in real life in real life many songs have many producers and this is past hip-hop so you could you know insert a key or you could say "Hey, you make this note sound like this or you should you know take this up an octave and you can get a production credit so people like to see I feel like this happens a lot. This is a side note. I feel like this happens a lot in rap where you see like six names and you're just like why the hell are they? How the hell are they? Why do they have so many writing on this other shit? It's like...
1: Dude, like oh, 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 Kanye. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, knew I, was, I knew I was gonna see it again. People take that and run with it, but it's like, in, in, if you are aware of anything going on, like, if they sample, if they, if they use just a small smidge of a sample, every, all one to three to seven writers from that song will get a writer credit on this song so you'll see something and it will be like 10 writers or 10 producers and it's like bro this is the reason why it's not like every it's not like it took 30 million niggas to create the the basis of the beat somebody might have added something and they get a producer and production credit so you need to hear over there but this song keep going is a perfect example of layers it starts with this, like this really warped like mystical um arpeggiated like sound and a super eerie organ synth that it's so dope. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then you get the like the tonal 808s and crazy percussions going on throughout the whole thing. You add the horn staff, the dum 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 dum, which it gives it like an even darker like villainous tone to this record. And I would say this is one of the best beats I've heard in a minute. Um, it's just one of my favorites, man. There's so many, so much dope shit going on. And this shit knocks. Um, to me, that's an example of just dope hip hop. Um, but this level of beat crafting successfully happens on multiple tracks too, from from Fam Good, We Good, and Way Past Luck, which is a sample-driven uh, song um, that Twenty One Savage raps on and like kind of spazzes, does this thing. Down to Jada Kiss's interlude, the way that track takes a soul sample, which I believe is James Brown, but I wasn't too sure, so don't quote me on that. They they chop up his screams, his yells and they add some tingling ass key. if you listen to close to that, that ding, 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 ding. there's some tingling keys dude it's like <laughs> and the perfect heavy kicks underneath makes for another banger another one this album has heat man it has heat and it, it doesn't really matter what you like to listen to it's got shit on there for you man I'm telling you
1: dumpster fighter.
0: um the last That's thing the, the last thing and I just wrote, I wrote vibes to infinity face ass one of the best things about Khaled being a link to other to most people and knowing how to bring people together is how he gives his album a lot of vibes. Cause if you so whether or not you're listening to the whole album or you like every part of it, he has something on here for you. If you are looking for the young street nigga, you know shit, there is it ain't safe with Kodak and Nardo Wick. And I'm gonna just take a moment to do another side note. Nardo Wick is slowly becoming one of my favorite young boys, because he's really he really be rapping if you listen. Like, his punchlines be punching. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to try to make his case or anything. But if you, like, go listen to his, like, freshman freestyle, listen to, to his verse on here. Because a lot of people hear young boys, and they, if they don't sound like how they, you know, you're supposed to sound or whatever, niggas be like, oh, this guy sucks. If a nigga rap too slow or, you know, they don't understand him on the first go-around, they're like, he sucks. But if you actually listen to Nardo Wick, he got some insane insanely good punchlines like some like some real just okay boom like oh okay i saw that i got the punchline hit me in the face it punchlines be punching that's the that's the thing for for not wait or if you into that like boss bitch style hip-hop like purr type shit you know what i'm saying you have bills paid with my favorite female mc currently and future baby mama lotto everybody plus everybody's favorite hot girl duo the city girls so you got it shit on this album for everybody um
2: motto,
0: <laughs> I get the seven digits for you that one for you. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm fucking up. <laughs> exactly. Y'all know what the fuck's going on. There's literally something on here for everybody. Overall, though, this is an interesting album. As always, it is it's has all of the key things that I think could make one of Khaled's compilation style albums good. You got some dope, some of Rap's best talents, best creators and minds merging for a sound curated by one of the most tapped in people within rap for all those good elements i think the album falls short in one place in particular which has always and will always be Khaled's quote unquote issue for me randomness while he has a done a good job of creating a kind of like general direction for sounds and such on this album you know you have like you listen to like tracks like god did and um, even you, this gospel is like um, the the sound just kind of speaks to like looking towards the heavens. It's like it's wide and kind of like Orchestraled in a way with some of these beats and shit. I like I like how you get that he's kind of like speaking on some like godly shit. So while he does a good job of kind of um, creating a general direction for sounds on this album. These differences sometimes feel either too out of place or just dropped in there. Perfect example of this, and I know you said you liked it Russell, and I don't think this is a bad song either, but it perfect example of this randomness is including these streets know my No." these streets know my name. <sighs> While this song is not necessarily bad, it seems like he just had to include this because of his history yeah. with Dance Hall. You know what I'm saying?
2: it's just random as fuck just to be on the album exactly
0: yeah dude It it's like he has a history so if you if you know his history you know that Khaled um like doing like reggae he was like a dance hall DJ at one point and like really dabbled in like reggae and shit heavy heavy heavy, heavy. and when he was you in New really
2: York see it in his dancing right <laughs>
0: Uh, he, he really, he really is like a big fan of you know Jamaican culture and like reggae music and dance hall and all of that. He was big. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it almost feels like some Jamaican OG of his said, "Khaled, <clears throat> you better not do the album without us, one." You know, some shit like that where he's like, "You you got to put us on the album," and he gives gives them a, a slot. And this is how it always feels. Bust when, the clock. Bust the clock. Close. Close. Uh, this is how it always feels when he, when he does that as he has on previous albums. This ain't the first this ain't his first reggae dance hall. He does this on pretty much every album. He has this somewhere. Um, but I just uh it didn't he did it again here and I just was like, I don't know, man. The randomness does happen a lot here though. You know? Even in track even in tracks that carry the god did theme like use this gospel remix with eminem examining his christianity on the track it is a, a interesting it's not one of my favorite i'm not gonna front like it's not one of my favorite tracks um i do like some of the production on it um i like kanye's on the chorus because i've heard this this was a kanye album off of his jesus king album um but dr Dre like remixed the beat and and it's it, and i liked m's perspective on um on this on this song because you really don't get that from him so it was an interesting track, but. It that track in relation to everything else seems still random, even though it's even though it's on theme, it just seems random sound wise. Um, but for as much as I love you know like the Juice World track, I love it, and Jada Kisses Interlude, they are fire. It all seems random, and Cali just won't be able to escape that, like because he's not the artist necessarily. He's always bringing seventeen personalities together, and. You would think by now, thirteen times in a row, he would have figured out the way, the no way to make a you know this work, but it only works. I feel like when
1: you DJ schizophrenic.
0: Exactly, it only works. I'm starting to realize when you have like a soundtrack. This compilation shit only works when you have a soundtrack because there is a underlining. There's not only a theme, but there is a basically a. Whole body of work that you are basing this off of, so a soundtrack works better. But this is not a soundtrack. There's nothing carrying this outside of the, his God did thing. We don't have a God did documentary, a God
1: did movie. There's no God did superhero or action
0: figure coming out to accompany this. Dude, there
1: wasn't even a God did theme, as Russell pointed out. Like he just kept saying God did. That doesn't mean that God did. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. You're talking about cocaine. Right. <laughs> and it's
2: nothing
1: season, what God has done. <laughs> um. And so,
0: you take the randomness and you add that there are some skips, like the last track, Grateful, or the first track by Drake's by Drake, because it's short and does not go anywhere. It's really random. But, before we even pass that track, I have to say this. Shout out to the unnamed Milwaukee artist that wrote that 47 seconds of potential. That is actually a track written by a Milwaukee artist. I don't know who, um, but... This has been announced and has been said, and so if you guys know, you can drop it in the Facebook group. Um, but shout out to whoever, whatever, young man or young woman who actually pinned that shit for Drake, because it, it was a good 47 seconds. I was just waiting on the beat drop and for Drake to go off even more, but...
1: Mr. Worldwide, he's got ghostwriters everywhere.
0: Right. <laughs> um yes. And so I I, I teeter with where I want to place this album. But I'm going to be real. I'm going to give this album an eight. The reason I get this album of eight is because singularly these items work. Like bills paid, love that song, love it, play it every day. Fucking um, God did, play it every day. Fucking um, I, I literally get in my car and turn on, keep going before I do anything else. Like I ride to, that's my shit. Fam, good, we good. As individually, the music on here is good, bangers. But this is just, it's always gonna be randomness. It's always gonna be randomness. with So it's like, it's not a bad bunch of music. It's just that, where's all this going? You know what I'm saying? So he doesn't do the album part well. He doesn't create the experience of an album well. But he knows how to get some some good ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows how to curate some shit. Like you make a good, you would sound good here. Give me this good ass song. But now this good ass song is in this pot of shit that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like eating... It's almost like a buffet. Almost. Because you just eat a bunch of good shit. Singular shit. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have a good taco. Now
1: you're speaking to what he knows. It,
0: food, exactly. That's why he did it. <laughs> exactly. It, it's starting to make sense. A big nigga making a buffet album. Because there's gonna be tacos. You, like, you go to a buffet, you get tacos, you get fries, you get macaroni. And everything is gonna be good. Not necessarily good, but everything is gonna be like, mm, this is tasty. Mm, this is tasty. It's okay. This is tasty. This, But, like... As a plate, you're gonna get full. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. It's gonna serve its purpose. You're gonna get what you came to get. You get what you came for with the Khaled albums. You get bangers and shit. But you're just like, what is this whole thing as a whole? So I can't say I can't give this a six or a seven or five. You know, just to, just to say it's bad because it's like I like this music on here,
1: but this isn't a great album because it's just a bunch of randomness. So it's like I like pickles. I like carrots. I like chocolate but I don't want to eat those all together at once. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not going to get on here in front and be like, this should suck. It's not. It don't don't suck. The records on here work. They just... Mm. These should be on these individual people. Roddy should have kept both those records and put it on his album. And I
1: wonder if he got a lot of money for
0: this. A lot of... That's what I wonder, too. I often wonder, like, does he pay for these features? Because if he does, man, Epic is shelling out huge amounts of money. But I... From what I hear, he don't really it's because he's LinkedIn. He, he can just call in favors and be like, Hey, I'm putting together an album, I need a verse from you. LinkedIn.
1: Ah, ah, ah. I see what
0: you didn't mean to do there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this album has some major heat. And this I would say this, it's his best album since Major Key. Because I always peek in on his albums, but if I'm not intrigued after the first few tracks, you know, I listen to it one time. One time full through. I listen to Father Aside once. I listen to Grateful once. I listen to what was the one that came out last year? Um, Cali Khaled, I think it was called. I listened to it once. I didn't come back to that. I listened to Major Key, and I came back to that for months. Hell, I came back to Major Key weeks before this album came out. And then I played this one since it came out, and I've been on this album for two, three weeks now. I'm always come, come i coming back to songs every week, every day. So, But it will always feel like too much random greatness not centered on anything to me. But no matter how anyone feels about Khaled's album creation ability he could always say that there is someone that like this god did and then you have it
1: so a lot of people actually, I mean, now it's like now we're just talking about little mermaid That's popularity consensus is all right you know doesn't mean they're right right exactly exactly
0: exactly i mean we all get on here. We get on pods and, and, you know, different shit and we talk our shit. But the truth is, like, who who are we? You know what I'm saying? Like, who? Everything ain't for everybody. And I think that. No. Exactly. It's not. it's not. And so the, the sooner that we learn that, the better off we'll be, probably. So. <laughs> and now it's time for Russell Prostate. Oh, yeah.
2: All right, so let's talk about a a few things here, I guess. Maybe some uncomfortable things. Um, As McCoy brought up, we've been seeing the different memes and pics regarding this new Little Mermaid movie. Um, I know none of us really agree with what the Moron's saying about this, but it does, as usual always raise a bunch of questions as i was saying you know it it raises a a bunch of different questions as far as like seeing all the memes and everything regarding this new little mermaid Mermaid movie um, one being why are americans so racist
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i never understood the hypocrisy there like, we're a melting pot. Okay. Yes. But go back home. What? You right. brought me here. <laughs> right. exactly. exactly, exactly.
2: I mean, I understand, I guess, why we all feel, and I say all is a general term, uh, why we all feel a sense of entitlement because of the years of being on top. And our, <laughs> <laughs> with the intoxication of a freedom, even though every aspect of life is being taxed, And as I've come to the realization of how free we really are, I have found just how bound a lot of people are to their idea of freedom and not necessarily actually having freedom, even if it doesn't feel like there's any freedom at all. People scream freedom of speech all the time, but don't acknowledge the speech freedom of the people they are antagonizing, which I I find hilariously ironic. Um, This particular freedom should encourage people to open up more and to promote courage in speaking uh, regarding causes and ideals that may differ from the norm in a way that can enrich people. New possibilities could be birthed, new perspectives, but instead it can be the most toxic, quote-unquote, freedom that is wielded selfishly with personal gain or to cause terrible harm to whom the speech is directed to. Uh, You see that a lot in... uh, Social media, as we kind of talked about this before, with the, the people, their IG platforms um, spewing basically um, hate or manipulation towards their their masses in order to get their point across, um, that doesn't necessarily need to be a point that should be across. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Right, right, right.
2: People get to calling each other names, racial slurs, or throwing around that big C word that everybody's scared of—cancel and canceled.
0: Oh, I thought to you were gonna say "cunt."
2: Got <laughs> it. remove <laughs> others in the way. That's a, that's a hilarious big C word, um, <laughs> and a fun one. Use it today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the last time that uh, either of you experienced or witnessed freedom of speech being employed in a positive way or for a valid path. Hmm.
1: What you say?
0: When was the last time you you experienced freedom of speech being
1: um, used in a positive way?
2: Ooh. For a valid cause.
1: You know that's difficult too, because I feel like at times I hear people say it positively, or at least they think it's positively. But either way, I take it negatively, or I always have a negative twist on it. You know. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Freedom of speech positively. Um. I feel like I've seen, I feel like I have um, a lot, but.
2: But isn't that in, in itself strange that you can't, like, immediately draw upon one?
0: Yeah, that's what's making me, like, I'm like, I feel like, of course I've seen it. Of course I've heard it. But I'm like, but where? What, like, it's, and I'm, and I'm drawing a blank, but I, like,
1: I know I have, right? Cause like.
2: Right, right. So uh, I can give you
1: one. Kind like to me, like, I don't know when I, when I was a kid, like, as a family, we watched the Olympics, and you had that, and you know, nine eleven happened too, and you yeah. just have like that patriotism there. Also, yeah. I was watching like Rocky four, for whatever it is, in <laughs> Russia and stuff. So it's like, yeah, America, and it's like I don't know if things change or if I just grew up and my eyes woke up, or you know, where yeah, I'm just like, wow, history. yeah, no,
2: yeah, yeah. But you know, even that that symbol of like the patriotism and everything, and I'm not. Knocking anybody for being patriotic to their country, but a lot of times it went too far. We went to antagonizing and persecuting people who had nothing to do with that specific attack, but because they looked similar to those people, they got the brunt of it. That kind of happens in all of these different movements. Lives Matter movement, uh, Asian Lives Matter movement, like um, we tend to attack those who look similar but may not share the same mindset, share the same goals. They don't even believe in what the the terrorists are doing at that time. But because it's how we always roll, we just attack people who look similar. I'll give you one example that was more of a a demonstration than just mere words, but it got so much flack because of who was at the head of the movement. Um, Colin Kaepernick. His simple kneeling display got so much feedback Positive and negative, while he was just exercising his right to that free speech of just listen. Um, we're, we're trying to draw attention to this these heinous acts that continue to keep happening, and nobody seems to care about them.
0: Yep, and that was it's when you said um, positive freedom of speech. I was going to say Colin Kaepernick, but I'm like, it feel I feel like he used it for positivity, but it turned very negative for him right away. It turned. Mm-hmm very negative for every anybody that agreed or even like listened to him got like smacked in the face with isn't it like on some negative shit so i'm mm-hmm. like it was used for positive positivity but it didn't result in positivity at at all almost until just like maybe the last year or two if that right, you
2: right. know when, uh prominent white figures yep. started kneeling and stuff like that um, and his, 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 his message was simple. People are dying from an entity that's supposed to serve and protect, but none of their lives seem to matter to those whom they should. Yeah. Freedom. Right. On another note, we've finally been given our own Independence Day, which is a step in the right direction towards equity slash equality. Uh, hopefully it won't be remembered as another day people like to shoot shit and because wanton destruction and random negatory. Um, because you know that's how a lot of our, um, Juneteenth, our celebrations go,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, um, that was interesting to me because of the, and, and this, this is going to happen. It's going to happen because if it's a holiday, people are going to, you know, make holiday decorations and shit, and they're going to, Fourth of July, you're going to buy shit for 4th of July, you know what I'm saying? Like Christmas, you're going to buy shit for Christmas. Thanksgiving, you're going to shit for Thanksgiving, Halloween. You know, I go say St. Bertie's Day, you know, even Cinco de Mayo, which I keep hearing um, the last two years that that's not even a real Mexican holiday. I don't know what the deal is, but that's I could see America doing that. But anywho, um, it's just funny that people were we were upset about the, you know, people making like red velvet ice cream, for like, like a red velvet flavored ice cream for Juneteenth and Walmart and like. Different uh, shit uh, like. It was a it was
2: it was a watermelon <laughs> flavor, G. It wasn't the red velvet. It was a watermelon. They were doing all types of watermelon and then red Kool Aid. Like it was just like oh. blatant racist shit. Oh yeah. But it, they were trying to appeal to the holiday and to the culture for which the holiday is for. So I get what they were. They had the, to. yeah. They just had They had the
1: trifecta there. They were like advertising uh watermelon kool-aid and fried chicken and i'm just like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> how is this not like <laughs> i
2: didn't even see i didn't I, even see I, that. I see where you were trying to go but your execution was terrible and you definitely need black people on your marketing team because this was <laughs>
0: all
1: bullshit <laughs> dude i just uh what was it it was a clip or like a real thing uh, this his name andrew schultz i think his no, name? I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah he's like he's on stage and he's like i'm gonna be honest with you guys i kind of miss donald trump and then <laughs> someone in this in the crowd was like yeah he's like no 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 no, not like that okay this isn't cracker barrel sit down <laughs>
2: <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hilarious in, in his observations and, and his perspective, and perspective yeah
1: he's very quick and witty too
2: race relations yeah um it was uh, funny, he was uh, talking about this uh, one white cat in his audience, he called him, uh, he was like, this Chet Hanks looking motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know he date black women. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, you got a girl? I was like, yeah. He was like, she black? I was like, yeah. Was like, yeah. Was like, shit writes itself. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> Dude, you know, what's crazy. Um, speaking yeah. of, like, I, I, okay, so slight tangent, trying not to go off on a tangent, but for sure, um, Speaking of white comedians who I just love when they just do shit about black people, um, not Gary about like like when they like when they not Gary Owens. I haven't I haven't heard much of Gary Owens, so I can't say he's not good at it. But um, what is his name? Bill Burr. B- Bill Burr. Oh, Bill
2: Burr. <laughs> Bill
0: Burr. B- Bill Burr is hilarious because fuck dude, that guy. He yeah.
1: he. No, I hate that he, guy's an really? idiot. Really hate him. You don't fuck with him? Yeah. And I I used to like like laugh at his stuff or you know watch and David said like I can't stand that guy because every time he talks it gives me anxiety and I was questioning when he said that now I'm paying attention and all he does is complain like he's a male Karen yeah no he is he, he definitely can. yeah that's that's his, his uh... stick. Stick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> stick, stick yeah yeah you gotta have like you're this... gonna stick
1: Daredevil. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He kind of has this kind of like ah, you fucking like Archie Bunker style, you know, grumpy ass yeah. Al Bundy type. What's the
1: deal with the coffee? <laughs> yeah, and another thing I'm mad at, cause
0: Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Be- I love, dude. I'll never forget. He got to stand up, and he was talking about like he was talking about how like white people create like black movies, and he's like, oh yeah, oh my god. He said he said he was talking about like movies like Dangerous Minds I'm- and Coach Carter. He,
2: he was like, I'm, I'm running out of black guilt. It's time to swim in.
0: <laughs> he, dude, he, he said, and at the end of the movie, the person, they always, he's like, I hate how they have these white saviors. They always kind of come in and save these people. Like this white savior complex shit. And he's like, at the end of the movie, the kids are all dancing around him and they got the Like Jesus. Wearing a do rag. Wearing a do rag, bro. That. He said, Wearing a do uh,
2: he was like, he was like, it got all the way down to swimming. And he was like, the first black team. Some random racist white guy yells out, "Get out of the pool!" <laughs> like this is random shit. But it's like, it makes sense. It makes sense. You've seen that movie so many different times dude. in all the different genres. Yep. Of sports. Yep. Like, Stop everything. Everything making that fucking movie. We got it.
1: Dude, remember the Titans?
0: Yep. 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 <laughs> it happens every time. Coach. Dude, Coach Carter. when they was like the, niggas from the ghetto and shit trying to. Even though, even though that wasn't a white savior joint, but, like, they have...
1: Oh, you guys seen the movie Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Yep,
0: yep, exactly. <laughs> Same thing. G-Baby. Shot, R.I.P. G-Baby and shit. Like, bro, <laughs> it just keeps... Eight miles... No, I'm kidding. just kidding. <laughs> 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 All, <of that laughs> All of that shit. All of that shit happens over and over. But, like, when he examined it, it, was like... It was funny because he did it in a comedic way, which is why I love comedy. He did it in a comedic way, but it was kind of like, damn, y'all niggas do gotta... He's the that's the best way for, like, white people to, to correct, it to, like, fix shit, is for white people to correct white people. And he's like, stop giving us that corny-ass movie, because it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just like it's this weird yeah. representation of, like, white savior. Like, it's, it's, he's good. He's good at what he does, and I I can appreciate that. So I feel at the, the point of this statement was, we were talking about Andrew Schultz, and he does that. He's just a little bit younger. He does that same type of shit in his comedy, and I really can appreciate it, because it's not always just about black people. You know, we, we're talking about oppressed, you know, we're talking about women, it, which Bill, Bill Burr is funny because he really, he'd be hopping on women's ass. I ain't gonna front, but um, whether you're talking about the gay and lesbian community, you know, women, all this other shit, like, they, the communities like that who are white males have the best power to examine it without backlash, you know what I'm saying? And, like, to really...
1: That's a lot of responsibility for me.
0: It is. It get, get, get your get your jokes up, Cody. Get your jokes
1: <laughs> oh, up now. Well. What? How about that airline food? You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the, it's like good good George Carlin. Same way, good good white male white comedians can really use comedy to attack the system in like the most just, yeah. just I don't know, just the greatest way to me. So right
2: because it brings like to. Um, some heavy issues, but also brings bite as far as yeah, that. yeah, it's, yeah. It's so. those those issues, which is what comedy is supposed to do. All
0: right. Sorry about the tangent,
2: fun, but it's also supposed to um, enrich you as far as knowledge. Right. Uh, and good comedians, in my opinion, do. Um, the thing I like about Will Burr is that he has a huge range of things, but you know, everybody kind of just equates him to complaining. But he had he has a range from like you know white guilt. To lotion, and the shit is funny to me oh. because he can talk about all of those different things and make them. Um, uh, they, they reach the, the audience as, as they should. Um, Andrew Soach is is hilarious because of all the race knowledge that he has and all the culture knowledge that he has because he brings it out in all the shows. Like he talked about the Taliban, he talked about Punjab, he talked about uh, different Korean. Asian uh, cultures, uh, not just black and white, and so I, I like that because he brings those things to light. He makes us laugh at them because some of the things that we do, in cultures, is laughable because it's it makes sense to us in the culture, but to other people it's like that doesn't make any sense. And it's and everybody has that in their culture, no matter what color, creed, hue you are. Right. You know what I mean.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure.
2: And as Cody stated before, you know, uh, the the question goes, but how are we as a people free, as a melting pot of cultures and cues, when the lack of care for human life in general is astounding in this country, um, and we're supposed to be a land encouraging life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Um, Black people, Asian people, Indian people, um, a lot of people are being killed at an astonishing rate Um, And it only seems to be more so because we have more access to evidence and footage than we've had ever. Anything can be broadcast. Um, There's been people broadcasting things on social media um, that have been very shocking to see that we may not even have seen on YouTube before. Um, It's it's been crazy. It's like uh, black women in, in specific are being killed so much like... Every other week, or every four days, or some shit, I get on the news and see where some cat killed his girlfriend and then himself on on live TV or on social media. Yeah. Uh, or some woman, or some girl, or some some kid, you know, for lack of a better word, has been shot inadvertently just just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like it was a it was at a it came to a point where I was like fearful to the lives of, of my girl, my sister, my mom, my family, my friends, uh, my acquaintances, co-workers, like everybody that I know because there have been a few really close calls a close to home um, situations of people passing to where you look up and be like, dog, I just spoke to them yesterday. Like, how were they gone?" type shit? You know what I mean?
0: Right, yep, yep, yep. This it's... country does not... Oh, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say I'm right there with you in terms of just it be... You know, just kind of, man, I've become just really, really worried for, um, you know, certain female counterparts and friends and families. And, you know, just with like the sex trafficking thing and just like, I, I like, yeah. it's like that shit has gotten out of hand, man. I'm, like, I've seen so many ways that they are just, you know, fucking, you know, getting over a woman. It's like, that's the type of shit that I, that's the type of shit that is like, okay. And I've said it on this show before, and I'll say it again. I don't necessarily feel sorry um, for women. Because, you know, like, there's a lot of relationship shit where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, people got one you, you know. But, like, because I feel just as sorry for us or anybody in a bad relationship or anything. But when it comes to shit like violence and, like, sexual, like, sexual assault, violence, and that type of shit like I really do feel that's when my like like goddamn like the sympathy I have for like just being a woman in this world is crazy because we can say what we want but niggas ain't finna kidnap I mean it may have it may happen but I don't think niggas finna just kidnap niggas for sex like sex trafficking I don't that's not like that's not no normal shit for us to experience so it's like I just um, I feel very really worried at times for like my sister, you know, girlfriend, you know, cousins, and just shit, people that I just know, you know, you know, are, are affected by that. So not I,
1: even just that, but, like, on a, I want to say smaller level, but a different level of just, like, I guess, simplest term, cat-calling kind of thing, you know? Like, I remember in college, going to B-dubs and just looking like, dang, I would not want to be a waitress if i was a girl you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure the,
0: it, the
2: stories i've heard from um friends and even um, exes on how they have to tiptoe around the male ego because they could die like that's yeah the thing, like, they yeah could die. yeah in that they could, could force they could die i've, I've heard of uh, a few friends and the, I mean,
1: that's their speech on she girl she hulk
2: yeah
1: i haven't There's i haven't some,
2: like, being pulled into the vehicles or being forced to stay in vehicles because um, the guy they with felt entitled to them, and it's like this shit is crazy. Yeah, like, how do you even have that type of thought process? Yeah, like, that shit is, is weird to me.
0: Yeah, and so um, I'm I'm really adamant when it comes to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm really adamant when ahead. it when it comes to. You know, again, not being, because I often feel like I'm 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 at this car. like I just really hate the relationship online shit the the male versus female who hasn't worked bullshit online um it's that that type of shit makes it hard it that shit makes it worse to have compassion and sympathy because somebody's always telling and, and this is oh man, okay let me gather my thoughts when I see the male versus female arguments online about what males should be doing, what men should be doing, and, and how men ain't shit, and also men saying women ain't shit, that should be, it's irritating because it makes it hard for me to have sympathy for female struggle, but at the same time, it's like, there's, there is shit going on. I just wish people would stop bringing the relationship shit like females aren't bad in relationships too, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit, right. it, that right. shit, you hear so much of that shit because I'm, I'm okay with people being like, men need to do this, because you know they're not talking about me, or you, or Cody, or TS, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking about niggas that sex traffic, and you know what I'm saying? The niggas that think that they're entitled to women when they're in the car with them, that type of shit, you know? Mm. And so it's like, when you hear that, you wanna I want to be an advocate for that, but there's so much fodder on the internet that builds up a kind of like a, it has me like drawing up a wall, like, oh fuck it, I don't feel sorry, you know what I'm saying? Obviously I do feel sorry, but it's like, it's so much shit that gets in the way of the important conversation that's like, damn, what the fuck you know you're not paying attention to the other shit does that make sense what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is like is I'm like yeah. of course I feel i in my heart of hearts, I feel sorry for some yeah. of the shit that women go through, um, and I hate that we end up having you know is it a man's job to pay for this conversations all the time when we should be having uh you know men should stop raping, you know, conversation. And, you know, I think that's a b- better conversation than you need to be a man and pay all my bills. That bullshit, con- you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the... Right.
1: The yeah. part that you said should stop instead of, like, don't think about doing it for the first time kind of thing. Kind of. <laughs> Wait, no, I... Exactly. Like whoever's trying to think about doing it,
0: Right, no, because like,
1: because 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 you get locked up for everything.
0: Right, no, I, I feel like anybody. First of all, I feel like any nigga that rapes a woman should get a death penalty. Like off top, like I just feel like that's just you. If you if you rape somebody, death. That's how I feel, bro. You you murder, death. You Rape, death. I'm like I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. If you if you rape,
1: rape or um molesting. any kind of molestation any of that of, kind or of, put yeah. your hands on a woman or a child. Yeah. Right. Bye bye. Right.
0: Right. So, but, anywho, that's neither here nor there. I just, uh, sorry, I'm tangenting today. I want to stop tangenting. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, well,
1: good boy That's not going to stop. It kind
2: of I just, uh, you know, just, just made me realize that this country does not seem safe most of the time, and I feel like we have to suppress, our interfere, or distract ourselves from it using whatever means possible just to function. Um, and that's traumatic. <laughs> From police brutalities and fatalities to random acts of violence, gun and other, to high-speed chases going deadly, to all manners of things, there's a reason to be fearful of stepping outside the door. Um, I think I told you guys this before, but you us revisit it for a second. Um, A while ago, I had just came home. I think it was from like rehearsal or Bible study or something. Um, And I parked like I usually do. You know where I park, McCoy. Yeah. Um, And... um, On the street. Got to... (laughs) um, got To like maybe the top of the stairs, and like, Oh shit, I, you know, I forgot something in the car. And so, we go back out to grab it, open the door on my way out. There are these cats just parked in this uh, alleyway. Um,
1: and where, like, someone's got car,
2: stuff, everything is.
1: feral so, cats around.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, and so they were like dressed in all black, and this young cat came outside the door and came around. And you know, my first thought wasn't, Oh, this is a movie truck and it's cold out here, and maybe you know moving something out. they going to the pawn shop, because, you know, right there. My first thought was to get my hand on my knife. I can I get to it real quickly. I aim for a sand to protect myself, get his neck, slide around the truck with the other cats, get the stable dog. That was my first few thoughts. Wow. In a, in a matter of, like, five seconds. That is trauma. <laughs> There's right. no way that should be my first thought while well, meeting anybody.
1: There's <laughs> a lot of, like, common things that we do that we don't even realize we do it because of trauma.
2: Mm -hmm. And being conditioned to have that thought of I have to get them first before they get me is what I feel like Mm. freedom is being taught to us. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right,
0: right. Damn.
2: With some freedoms, greed overrides, liberty. hate, overrides it, Um, come back to the new little Mermaid memes, both sides of the spectrum's perspective have been uh, crazy. From just general racist shit, you know, chicken necklaces, random watermelons everywhere, to actual arguments about fictional characters and the white-dominated superheroes and other movie roles, we are once again seeing the cancer of this society in full effect. Um, I saw an old episode of the Little Mermaid series that came up um, during this week, where there was a Black-slash-Latina mermaid who was pretty much the co-main character of that episode and the recurring character afterwards. Um, But I couldn't even focus on the fact that she was a a uh, mermaid of color um, because, you know, they made her deaf and use sign language, which I thought was dope at first to include both those communities so they have some reputation in these cartoons because it gives kids the opportunity to see themselves in the cartoons. But it also got me thinking that why, whenever a person of color is introduced in Disney or in many cartoons, there has to be something that doesn't make them seem whole. According to. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because uh, Tiana her movie was a fucking frog for most of the movie. And that was a bitch <laughs> for me. But even in this, what was amazing to me was that this Little Mermaid movie was showing all the reactions of like black girls. It really melted my heart. The same way the Black Panther movie did. Yeah. Um, you heard a lot of, she's brown, she's black like me, she's a princess. I could be a princess. Like, representation is as important as teaching real freedom, real acceptance, real communal ideals, virtues. So I say all that to say, let's just work on doing what we can in our, in our own different social um, spheres. Let's be good to each other and be good together
1: okay it's bill and ted right there Be right, excellent right. to each other
0: i ain't got no you know what i was gonna say <laughs> i kind of go into the fucked up story of the week a little earlier um with with this talking about um holly being ariel and how people kind of you know went off the deep end but the actual fucked up story of the week um, that I forgot to mention in the music segment was uh, rapper PNB Rock was um, shot and killed. Um, descended. Just, <laughs> he descended um, into the heavens. Uh, <clears throat> was shot and killed Monday um, at age 30 um, at fucking Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in LA County. Um, there's a lot of speculation of, you know, what happened and if his girl set him up, all that shit, which I don't like, but all I'm gonna say is this, um, the last few years I've been hearing people say being a rapper is the most dangerous job and nigga went to get waffles and died. Um, so yeah, um, Talk about being better, being good to each other, all that shit. Um, Russell hit the nail on the head, man. Um, we just gotta be better humans to other humans, man. Male, female, black, kings. male, female, black, white. You know what I'm saying? Like young, old, just be better, just be good people. I mean, that's the key to this shit, man. It's just being good people. Um, and yeah, that is episode one sixteen of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. You know, I am on Twitter at Room KPZ and you know, on Snapchat
1: at Rebel. Ancient Romans thought strawberries could cure bad <laughs> breath and chronic fainting. <laughs> That's your fun fact. That is the fun fact. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. Russell, <laughs> you didn't forget about me, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh,
0: just recording. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> My bad. Um, okay. And on that note, though. Get. Yeah!